0: I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. What's that scrappy? Why it's in the well? It's high noon for Thursday, August 6th, 2020. So yesterday, our dad, Eric Garcetti, decided that there were new rules for his children to follow. And so we will, of course, abide by these rules. He decided... To announce that he is authorizing the city of Los Angeles to shut off water and power to any houses or businesses that are hosting any parties or unauthorized large gatherings. It will begin Friday night and the LAPD will respond, then contact DWP to cut it off from Fox LA. That's unbelievable. I feel like turning off someone's utilities has to be illegal, but I don't think that California politicians really care about that anymore. Um, There is no reason to be doing something like this. I guess there was some big house party the other night in the hills, and there was apparently a shooting there. I don't think the cops shut down the party, though. Um, And they probably didn't even arrest the shooter because like, you know, crime is only a product of white supremacy. So shootings, therefore, are anti-racist. So that's good, right? Stay home, save lives. Bill de Blasio announced that New York City sheriffs were going to be setting checkpoints at the entries to New York City, the tunnels and bridges, so that they can stop cars from out of state or stop, maybe it's just everybody coming back into the city and let them know about the quarantine guidelines and that if they break those quarantine guidelines, he's happy to fine them up to $10,000. So that's good. It's funny that, We have an organization that believes it's anti-fascist running around on the street trying to tear down society and destroy buildings and property and literally hurt people. And we have mayors telling people what they can and can't do inside their own homes and setting up checkpoints to make sure people are following their commands On the same side as the anti-fascists. And of course, that's not to overlook the fact that they are literally shutting down speech. Twitter yesterday decided to ban Trump from tweeting until he took down a tweet about how children were almost immune from the coronavirus. And I suppose that, has something to do with how literally you take the word immune but children certainly aren't dying from coronavirus at any noticeable rate and they're not the main vectors for spread of coronavirus and other countries have children going to school without spreading coronavirus and in fact there are no studies anywhere right now that indicate the opposite So almost immune is not too far off, except that's dangerous medical information, disinformation, according to Twitter. And the guy from Twitter who works for Twitter who announced this used to be Kamala Harris's press secretary for real. And Anthony Fauci's daughter works at Twitter. But no big deal. No big deal. So Australia now is a police state where they can literally enter your home. You are not allowed to go further than five kilometers from your home. You are allowed to be out of your home for one hour a day with a curfew from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. You can go to the grocery store, but only one person at a time. That's insane. And the crazy thing is that Australia, of course, also locked down, you know, five months ago when everyone else did. And they were all very proud of themselves for not spreading the virus. And by proud of themselves, I don't mean the Australian people, because I'm sure they have whatever opinions they have. I mean, lockdown proponents in Australia, they thought of themselves as an example to the world, and now they are a police state for the foreseeable future. That's not doing it right. And that should be obvious to everyone. You know who else locked down hard? The Philippines. They even wore masks. Now they have one of the worst outbreaks in the world comparable to what ours was in New York City. Japan is seeing a huge spike. They all wear masks. It's so crazy that masks work so well that it basically comes all the way around to not working at all. It's amazing how something that can work so well and not at all at the same time. I, for one, am perplexed. I imagine you are as well. But then again, we are talking about an issue where society just threw up its hands and said, yeah, the riots didn't really spread coronavirus because of masks. I don't know, honestly, how anyone can believe this utter bullshit. So Gallup took a poll on people's feelings about defunding the police and how much police presence they want in their communities. Of U.S. adults, 14%, a whopping 14% said they wanted less police in their communities. 67% said the same. And 19% said more time, that they want the police in their communities more than they are. So there are literally more people in the country Who want more police rather than less police. And I know what you're thinking. Oh, yeah, but that's because there's a white majority, and it's probably white people skewing those statistics because they don't care about black lives. Well, you would be ignorant. Black Americans, 19%, 19%, said they wanted less police presence in their communities. 20% said more. And the remaining 61% said the same. So the defund the police movement purportedly on behalf of saving black lives is only supported by 19% of black Americans. 81% say they want more presence or the same presence that's there now. Who is this supporting? I'm going to give you a guess. Nobody. So Democrats and Republicans are fighting over coronavirus stimulus slash relief as we speak. The Democrats, of course, want all of their pet projects to be funneled money to do things like save California and New York's massive budget Shortfall. Some places have other priorities. Yesterday, the city of Malibu sent a letter to Mitch McConnell demanding hundreds of billions for state and local funding because they had to delay their conversion to an all electric city fleet. They are concerned about not being able to pay for electric cars, and I assume motorcycles and bicycles and employee cars for city employees. They're concerned that they don't have enough money to make them all electric. The horror, the horror. I don't even know a way that people could be more out of touch than that. And, of course, they're Democrats. And, of course, they're rich white Democrats who push all of the worst policies in the world. And you can tell without even having to engage your brain because they are concerned about electric vehicles while people can't pay for food. And let me just get back for a second to our father, who art in heaven, Mayor Eric Garcetti. Eric Garcetti is one of the main people on Joe Biden's running mate committee. Eric Garcetti in the middle of this crisis, while he scolds us and locks us down and prevents us from doing anything that might be considered enjoyable in life, aside from, you know, your hobbies that you've developed at home, he's spending his time helping Joe Biden choose between six Terrible candidates that were already narrowed down based on race and gender. And so our mayor, the mayor of the second biggest city in the United States, is dividing his time between doing his job that he was elected to do and winning favor with a potentially incoming Biden administration. At which point, Eric Garcetti will leave his job as L.A. mayor and try to become a a prominent figure on the national stage. Garcetti's name used to be floated for president this year. I mean, this cycle, right? 2019, people were talking about it. Do we, in our one-party deep blue state, have any standard for government officials. No, we just have to make sure they have a D next to their name and that they make us feel good about social justice issues while failing everyone. And so the latest mail-in ballot hysteria is based on The idea that Trump is destroying the post office. That's insane. But people believe it, of course. And Twitter is alight with conspiracy claims. And that's what this is. Okay. They're trying to pass universal mail in balloting. They want to pin the failure of that terrible policy on Donald Trump. So now they're turning it around and saying that Donald Trump is intentionally killing the post office's ability to successfully process universal mail-in ballots and that it's basically a form of voter suppression and election fraud. I see smart people posting political cartoons about how Donald Trump is telling people it's unsafe to go vote, but that it is safe to return kids to school. Now, he's definitely saying that it's safe to return kids to school because it is. And Robert Redfield, the director of the CDC, testified to that in Congress. But Trump is not in any way encouraging anyone from going to vote in person especially based on the coronavirus. Trump hasn't tried to close anything down based on the coronavirus. I would love for someone to make me a coherent argument that says Trump has profited from lockdowns or even that Trump was for lockdowns in the first place. He resisted it for as long as possible until Anthony Fauci went out on CNN and recommended a nationwide lockdown. And of course, St. Fauci must be believed at all times. But wait a second. If he must be believed at all times, why can't we believe him when he says there is no health related reason not to have in-person voting and to worry about going to the polls? Why is he saying that? I'm waiting for one person to show me anywhere that Trump is creating hysteria about coronavirus related to voting. He's literally doing the opposite. The Democrats are the ones using that hysteria to push universal mail-in balloting. This is so crazy. I, I feel like I am living in a bizarro world because I look at some of the people who I think are smart liberals and progressives who I follow on Twitter, and I'm watching them have meltdowns over this And I say, do you understand that Democrats are the ones trying to literally change the method of voting three months before an election? And then their comeback is that somehow me saying that supports the Chinese Communist Party. And again, that makes no sense either. You know, I've talked about the old guard. The old guard is what is supporting the Chinese Communist Party. Our traditional political parties, particularly the Democrats, who have called any anti-China sentiment racist, who do not talk about Muslim Uyghurs and concentration camps, who are totally aligned with our entertainment industry, Hollywood, who censors its own quote-unquote art for the Chinese Communist Party so that they can take advantage of the Chinese market, the NBA who does the same, the tech companies, Who do not shut down authoritarian powers around the world, but are going to try to check Donald Trump on a technicality of the definition of immunity. Of our corporations who are aligned with all of these groups who are sending corporate money to Black Lives Matter. An organization run by Marxists. Controlled by a financial sponsor where a domestic terrorist, a convicted domestic terrorist named Susan Rosenberg sits on its board. Corporations are funneling money to Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter has never declared where that money is going aside from staff salaries and grassroots organizing initiatives. Black Lives Matter is a get-out-the-vote operation for Democrats, okay? There is no other use there. It popped up in 2016. It popped up in 2020. Why? Where will Black Lives Matter be next year? No one will know. It'll be like Carmen Sandiego. We're going to eventually find them in Lima, Peru, right before the IBM PC Jr., shuts off completely and I lose all my progress. That really did happen to me when I was a child. I'm still bitter. As you can see, my ox got dysentery. Academia, of course, is an arm of the Chinese Communist Party. If you need to verify that, Ask me perfectly happy to show you how China has been sponsoring programs at U S universities for a very long time and putting their people into the positions at those universities. And then they steal our research, not making it up. So what else did I, what else did I miss in the old guard? We got the parties, we got tech We got entertainment. We got corporations. We got academia. And my God, we have the media. How did I forget? The media who literally runs interference for China all the time. The New York Times, whose demon blogger Taylor Lorenz has been supporting TikTok. Yet somehow I am supporting the Chinese Communist Party by not supporting a change to our election process three months before an election and one that we know introduces fraud and bad behavior into the system. That is just detached from reality. How many different ways do we have to watch them attempt to explain their position on universal mail-in balloting before we realize that there is no tenable position and that this is one of the most corrupt attempts at destroying American democracy we have ever seen. Why would Democrats who say that they believe the polls, that Joe Biden is way up on Donald Trump, why would they need and want to change the process of voting three months before an election. You know, I've heard people say, like, who cares? It's not a big deal if it's like a week or two weeks or a month or a couple months before they count the votes. Like, what difference does it make? Well, it makes a huge difference in trying to stave off a civil war. It also makes a huge difference in the peaceful transfer of power that is set to take place on January 20th, 2021, assuming that Joe Biden were to win. Now, I know the peaceful transfer of power is not something the Democrats care about, or they wouldn't have used it to attempt a soft coup in 2017, but it still does matter. And if somehow it doesn't, it should. So let's get to this. Here is Joe Biden today. What you all know, but most people don't know, unlike the African-American community with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different things. And there we have it, folks. The black community has one mind and votes one way and is not diverse. The Latin American community is diverse and they have different ideas. There we have it, folks. The Democratic Party of 2020. The same Democratic Party of 1950. The same Democratic Party of 1863. I talk about this at great length in Apocalypse Now. The Democratic Party is the last remaining systemically racist institution in In the United States of America, every bit of what they call institutional racism and systemic racism is a byproduct of the Democratic Party, its leaders and its decisions. This is an unavoidable truth at this point. There is no place in the country under Democratic control that is doing right By its minority communities. I was talking to a friend about this today in regards to, you know, Kanye West. People are freaking out that like some Republicans helped him get on the ballot in Colorado or something, they say. And I'm like, so what? Who cares who helped him get on the ballot? Like if it was Democrats, same thing. Or if it was independents. I mean, you basically got one third, one third, one third. So he had a one third chance of it being Republicans, no matter who it was. And what's the argument here that this successful, intelligent black American should be left out of the political process that he wanted to join? How's that helpful? Oh, no, 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 no. The argument is that Kanye West is going to pull black voters away from the Democratic Party, which would make it more likely that Trump wins. And I suppose the claim must be that the black Americans who would choose to vote for Kanye, if any do, would be doing so without knowing that they're helping Trump. So maybe we should educate them on how math works, right? Because otherwise, we would have to understand that they really don't have any motivation to vote for Democrats if someone as unserious as Kanye West gets their vote. That kind of runs counter to the tale we're told about how the Democratic Party is the impenetrable force shield protecting minority communities. It is utterly preposterous to believe that. If Kanye West wants to get in the process, he can get in the process. No one stopped Jill Stein. If the Democrats are worried about losing their share of the black vote, perhaps they should have done things that helped black people or figured out a way to base their constituency on ideas and priorities and morals rather than trying to pit racial groups against one another. How's that for a reformation of the party? And one last thing. In July, Portland saw the most homicides in one month that they have seen in 30 years. Can anyone tell me if any of those killings were done by Trump's storm troopers? The answer is no, because of course it's no. And even the narrative that sending federal troops to protect federal property actually made violence go up. I mean, that's insane because the violence started before they arrived. But they quite clearly didn't go out and murder 15 people. You know who did? Criminals. You know who stops criminals? Police officers. You know what happens when there are no police officers to stop criminals? Crime goes up. woo hoo It's so funny when people talk about common sense solutions. Republicans used to always talk about that. George W. Bush talked about it. And I always used to think, no, man, common sense solutions are not good enough for complex problems. I think I was misunderstanding what he meant. Because the claim is not that a a little bit of common sense can solve complicated problems. Although it can probably go a good distance toward doing that. The claim is that when you defy all common sense, your complex solutions probably will not work. And what we see is over and over again for decades and decades and decades, these people telling us that they have this complicated system of how they're going to fix these complicated problems. And they know that the problem's complicated because they have the data and the solution is X, Y, Z because they have the data And then somehow, when it fails to pan out in the real world, they supply more data saying why it wasn't the fault of their policies causing the failure. The problem with Marxism and socialism and communism and victimhood ideologies is that there is no end. All right? If everyone can try to continue proving that they are a victim somehow based on their identity and that they then need credit and deference, there's no end. People will always come up with a new victim identity for themselves because that is how they get power. It's crazy. It has to stop. Your team has betrayed you. Walk away. I've been saying that a lot. Your team has betrayed you. Walk away. You are not a Democrat. You are not a Republican. You are a person with your own morals. And if the political party that you have affiliated yourself with defies those morals, leave the party. All right. And that applies to Republicans, too. And that's it. I will see you tomorrow, same reasonable time, same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Goodbye. If you like the show, please share it with your friends and give it a five-star rating on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so new listeners can take your word for it. You can follow the show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at I'm Your Moderator. If you have feedback, you can email hey Moderator at I'mYourModerator.com or use the hashtag HeyModerator on Twitter.